Welcome to One Great Conversation. We spoke with Carol from Nuvera Hypnotherapy recently, and I can tell you now it was such an eye-opening conversation to have. We're so excited to share it with our listeners. At Lux's Greats, it's not just about the product for us. It's so much more than that. It's questioning limiting beliefs, unlocking our potential, and achieving things we never thought possible. So once I dived into conversation with Carol, I realized how many similarities there are in our journeys, even though our companies are worlds apart in what we offer our clients. Without spending any more time, we'll go straight into the episode. And if you have any key takeaways that you implement in your journey after listening today, then that's all we could ever ask for. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for coming on. I yeah. really appreciate that you said yes. Yeah, um, I'm thinking this is the first time we've done this. Already. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. There you go. And I think yeah. the circumstances were really cool too that, you know, we finally met at that art artist in residence talk that your son Reese did and then talking about the podcast and then you mm. said yes to coming on so that was really cool. Yeah. Thank no, you. it was really good. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. No worries. And some of our listeners already know that you're into hypnotherapy and that tapping and all those other really cool techniques. So basically let's jump into one of the phrases that we are quite familiar with exploring here. What does it mean to you when I say we are the creators of our own reality? What that means to me, I think we're the sum total of the people we mix with, you know, mm-hmm. the sum total of our friends. I think the um, the social media and everything influences us, but certainly our primary care is growing up. So uh, I think we create our reality based on our beliefs and based on what's happened to us in the past Mm. and some people can overcome that and work through their issues. However, I think that if you're not creating the reality that you want to create and there's a virus in your computer system, Mm. then I think it's addressing that virus and looking at why aren't you, you know, what is it that's stopping you fill your your full potential? And that's where, you know, that's what it means to me. I guess that's the way I work as the people I get, as the people who are looking at why aren't they filling their full potential in their relationships and in other areas of their lives. And yeah, looking at that, where's the glitch in their system? That's such a cool metaphor. I've actually never thought about it as, you know, a virus in a computer. And I think a lot of us can actually relate to it when looking Mm. at it like that. Yeah. And it's actually super interesting that you said that whole full potential piece because our CEO, Tim Dawson, his personal mission is to unlock everyone's full potential that he comes into contact with, which is actually super inspiring to work under. So in that space, when did you first realize that you wanted to embark on this journey where you are unlocking everyone's full potential that is coming into contact with you as a client? Um, where did that started? That's a good question. Yeah, looking back, when I I was asked to become a social worker many years ago, mm-hmm. sorry, work a welfare worker, and I started studying psychotherapy and counselling and all that sort of stuff. And what imba- what what I'm really curious about is what's stopping people fill their full potential? And they're the people I see. The people who come to me are the people who are going, I want this so bad and I keep sabotaging it or I'm not fulfilling my potential. I know I'm meant to be more than this. And that's what I get extremely curious about. I am so passionate about what stops you moving forward, what's what's creating you sabotaging something. Mm. So it's very into 
the potential, but my thing is the key in unlocking yes. what's stopping you. Yeah. So it's kind of like that's my key. Yeah, yeah. I think, wow, and I get so fascinated by that. Yeah, that is super yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. what makes one person different to the other? That's yeah. that's actually such a good question and how can you even, yeah, how can you pinpoint what makes us who we are and then what makes us different from other people as well. That's yeah. a tr- that's a really deep question. And and a lot of times now what I do is I actually use affirmations to find out blocks. Oh, okay. Which is absolutely fascinating because, you know, you get somebody that comes in and their affirmation might be about losing weight, say, for instance. And so you go, okay, just close your eyes, focus in. The thought of me being slim and attractive makes me feel. So the body keeps the score. The body, yes, the I love body that, that is, book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that book. And, yeah, there's so yeah. many brilliant books out there about your body is always talking to you. Isn't Are it? you listening? So, And when you're doing affirmations, and a lot of times I'll use affirmations with my clients, they come in and I say, you know, I want to have this great relationship. I want this, I want that. And so I say, well, stop, just close your eyes, focus on what you want. So the thought of me achieving, becoming the CEO of a company, mm-hmm. the thought of me having a million dollars in my bank, the thought of me whatever, tune into your body. Do you get a yes or a no? Mm, Do yeah. you feel like you're aligned with or you're not? So, yeah, I just, I, yeah, so juicy. Yeah, I know. I love it. I'm thinking, oh, interesting. And you can see them. They go, oh, I feel sick in the stomach, or I, yeah. I got a pain in my back, or I can't breathe. Or, wow. Yeah, it's fascinating that is to very watch the body responding. And a lot of times people will be sitting there, they're talking to you, and you go, oh, da 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 da. Their body is telling a whole different story. So you're like, oh, that's actually, yeah, not in alignment, as you mm, say. Yeah. Mm. So even before that, you're going, oh, not sure whether I believe that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. That's yeah. a good little tool. <laughs> yeah, I know. You go, ooh. <laughs> oh, very good. So what is it actually like? So when I think about hypnosis, I have to say I think about when you're on stage and, you know, you see it on TV kind of almost like a magician, I guess. Is it when you do your hypnotherapy, is it kind of like those sessions that we see on TV? Is that what we can expect? Yeah, good question. It's it's actually very different because what you do with a stage hypnotist, what they're looking for is what they call somnambulous people. There's about 10 to 20% of the population that are highly suggestible. Oh, okay. Mm. So the, if you watch the, the stage hypnosis, what they're doing is they're doing a three-time convincer. So they say, put your hand up, anybody who wants to come to the stage. So people put their hand up. That's a yes. Mm-hmm. When they come onto the stage, he might say, sit down and just sit down and relax. They do. That's a, it's, that's a second convincer. Then the third, they'll go, put your hand out, hold it there. It's as, you know, it's solid. It's like, you know, you can't bend. It's getting heavier and heavier. You'll notice some people will instantly do it. And no matter how hard you try, you can't get that hand down. They're somnambulous people. He's doing a selective process to select 10 to 20%. There's there's different views. Some people say 10% of the population. I don't know how they find the percentages, but that's okay. So they're actually doing a selection process to select only the highly suggestible people. Oh, that's funny. So it's kind of like rigged in a way, I guess. Sorry? Is it like kind of so they're already like cherry picking They are. Like there's only, that's really a good metaphor. There's only certain cherries. So if you think 100 cherries on the tree, there's 10. 
yep. that will be highly suggestible. You can basically get them, you know, they're the, your ideal clients walking yeah. in the door. <laughs> you go, oh, yeah, and you go, wow, you're you're highly suggestible. <laughs> you're a somnambulist, so you're right in there. Um, that 80% of the population are not. Mm. And so, you know, you've got to use different strategies and that's where hypnosis is a very uh, focused get the somnambulist people work with it and it's entertaining. True. Mm. That's the entertainment factor behind it. Yeah, yeah. there's a, a big entertainment. I have a little concern about that because you're dealing with people's minds. So, mm. you know, so I have a little concern about that, but it is very entertaining. So, <laughs> yeah, and hypnotherapy, it's therapy and hypnosis together. It's, yes. it's hypnosis is some people can go do short introductory courses and they can do hypnosis but with hypnotherapy you've got the therapy component in there and you're working with core issues and yeah so yeah, and that's... some people take more or some people you've got to use different strategies you've got to for me you need to be on the ball of okay you can see them resisting and so you work a different way mm -hmm. or you make sure that you're building instant rapport the more relaxed they feel with you and the more comfortable they feel with you the better results you'll get for mm -hmm. your clients Mm -hmm. And I think that if I was to give one piece of advice to anyone who's going to any therapist, regardless mm -hmm. of hypnotherapist or whatever, everybody has got such a strong intuition if they only listen to it. You walk in that door, you will get a yes or a no. You'll either feel comfortable or you won't. If you're not comfortable, it's going to uh, make it really difficult for the hypnotherapy to work for you sometimes. And so it's, and so also too, like if you've got a history with males that you're not comfortable with or something's happened with males, I probably wouldn't go to a male to start off with mm. and, and vice versa. If there's mm. a, I had a guy that came in and he had a very abusive, abusive mm. mother and so he wanted to work with me and after chatting to him for a while, you know, I can be... Some people say I'm a very mothering figure. And I kind of said to him, look, I actually prefer you to maybe see a male to start off with. You're very welcome to come back at any stage. Explain to him why. And he goes, yeah. He said, when I walked in, I kind of had this uncomfortable feeling oh, in my gut. But he and didn't sort of listen to no, it. No, 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 yeah. he didn't. And I said, look, it's not like I'm throwing you out the door. I'm, you know, I, I want to be here for you, but I want what's best for you. That's so beautiful. try that first. Yes. And then I had a guy that I refer people to and I said, yeah, like, try this guy and see how he goes. So he was That's very awesome. happy and I think it worked better because he was a lot more relaxed. Yes. Yeah. And I mm. think it's it's good that you're transparent and authentic as well. I think that goes a long way in business in general. Yeah. yeah and I, I think especially, you know, I'm dealing with people's lives. I've got their lives in my hands and I believe in karma. So I want, what, <laughs> yes. I want what's best for I them too, and I want yeah. them to move forward in life. Yeah. You know, I think that's important. And in any business, I, I think that's important. Good point. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. I think, yeah, we can relate it to all fields in that mm -hmm. way for yeah. sure. Hadn't thought about that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. How does hypnosis actually work? Can you give us a little example of how um, how it's done? Well, there's three ways. The, the, whole, the whole issue with hypnosis is to bypass the logical mind. So you've got, you know, you've got the logical, the conscious mind, which is logical, analytical. Sounds like will. my partner needs this already, as you're answering my partner needs this for sure. He's, <laughs> he's very logical. Yeah, and it's <laughs> and it's bypassing that. And sometimes <laughs> too, like you get somebody in and you go, you know, you're never going to be able to hypnotise me and all that sort of stuff. Well, 
they're obviously not feeling comfortable. So Mm -hmm. it's making them feel comfortable, explaining the process. And so you've got the conscious mind, which is, as I said, the thinking, analytical and willpower, and then you've got a critical faculty. Then you go into the subconscious mind, which is all your beliefs, Mm -hmm. everything that's ever happened to you, feelings, your creativity and all that sort of stuff. So the whole idea of hypnosis is to bypass that. Mm-hmm. And it, the more comfortable you feel, the easier it is. And there's three ways. There's boredom, shock or repetition. Okay. Yeah. And so what people don't realise is they're in and out of hypnosis all day. <laughs> yeah. All day. You're in a trance like that. So if you're very, very focused on something, so if you've got a child that is extremely focused on a TV or something. <laughs> He's like could, this. Yeah. You could start putting <laughs> suggestions in there. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'll try that when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, it's bypassing that and getting people, and so you either bore them, you get them really focused. There's um, yeah, boredom, shock, or repetition, and so some people get really heavy. Their bodies get heavy. They're really relaxed, and so yeah, it's 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 the the hypnotherapy is using different tools and strategy, meeting the needs of the client, nice. and being very aware of the clientele, they are, you know, very in their brain, in their head. Yeah. And a lot of people are very in their head because it's too painful to be in their body. Yes. So they're very thinking, not everybody, but I'm saying if they come in as a client and they're there, you can watch them and you can observe, like, you know, when you start to talk about feelings or what's happening, mm. they'll straight away go, oh, yeah, but I think this and that. And it's just a diversion strategy. Yes. So you let them yes. do that and then you weave them back. So it's just working with the clients, always yes. client-focused. Yes. Sounds like a fine art now that I'm listening it to like weaving back in. And yeah, it like is. You, but you're letting it happen. Yeah, yeah, and you're very tuned into the person, mm-hmm. making sure if there's resistance, the resistance was created for a reason. So mm. say if there's a child that something's happened in the past and, you know, it's a horrific thing, they create a resistance. So you never break through that resistance because you'll abuse the child behind there. Mm. So it's very gentle and asking permission and working with the child, not going, oh, I'm getting through there and I'm going to work with you and I'm going to help you. Because child, the inner child, yes. like they say subconscious minds either, you call it inner child, subconscious mind, unconscious mind, body mind, whatever you want to call it. If people have resistance, you, I, I work where it's very gentle through that and asking permission and working mm. through that, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, definitely sounds very good. So could you share with us a couple of common issues or challenges that come up why clients might choose hypnotherapy because I'm thinking people who might not have considered hypnotherapy before will then see what could be the benefits. Yeah. Yeah, well, my background is in psychotherapy and counselling and earlier in the days I the talk therapy model for me was a concern because I felt like people kept coming back with the same issue yes. all the time. So that was a concern. So I'm thinking there's got to be a better way. Mm. And to me, you don't want to be in therapy for the next, you know, whatever years. And uh, there's been studies done where psychoanalysts doing it that way is 200 sessions 
CBT. There's a model of CBT, which I think is about 66 sessions and hypnotherapy, six sessions or so. Obviously, it depends on each of the skills of the hypnotherapist. But yeah, and that's who I see as people who've been down that realm and are getting frustrated. And even with the coaching Mm -hmm. model, people getting frustrated because they're not able to make the changes they want to make. Um, yeah, they're constantly re- going back to the sessions and having the same things show up and not mm-hmm. really getting anywhere. Yeah. yeah, and with the talk therapy model, you're dealing with the the conscious mind, which is five percent. So think of yes. it like the conscious mind. If you're doing the thinking, the analyzing, and using mm-hmm. your willpower, it's like having five people pull in one direction and ninety five people people pulling in the opposite. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. So in there is your beliefs. It's where everything that's ever happened to you from, you know, the day you were born and there's also research out there about generational trauma and DNA yes. influences. Yes, and yes. Yeah, and there was a fascinating ABC thing I listened to the other day about even when they took sperm and from mice and put it elsewhere and watch the results. That's a whole story in wow. itself. Wow. Yeah, yeah. it's fascinating. You'll have to tell me later and then I can put it in the, yeah, the bio. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. fascinating. So, yeah, it's kind of like over here is the 95 people that have got the beliefs and, and everything over here that are pulling in an opposite direction. So that's what I get is the people who've gone down the talk therapy model And they're not, and it depends, like some of the talk therapists out there integrate other processes and Mm -hmm. tapping and all sorts of different processes out there as well. But if you go pure talk therapy, it's, to me, it seems like a long way to go. And they're the Mm -hmm. people I'm seeing that going, I'm not getting the results. You know, I'm not getting what I want. I'm not changing. And a client jumps into mine where it was a lady that had done like 20 years of therapy and talk therapy and coaching and all that sort of stuff. And she got approached on many times in many situations to get up and do presentations and workshops and all that sort of stuff. But she still, she kept feeling this shame, this fear. She was scared to get up and do these workshops. And when we went to the core of it, what, they missed was a key in the past which was anchored a memory and the memory was at school when a teacher pulled her out of the class and lifted up a dress and smacked her. And so the shame, the feeling of I'm fearful, mm. I'll be ridiculed and all that sort of stuff kept affecting. She didn't consciously Of course know that. not until you dig down. No, and mm. I'm going, I feel, as again, mm. I found that fascinating. It's fascinating. That yeah. there was the key in mm. a, in year two where, and she had these amazing opportunities. She'd sabotage it. She'll get somebody yeah. else to do it. And she said, you know, and she's a high, very intelligent lady and all that. And she said, I can't work it out. I don't know why I'm, I just feel sick in the stomach mm. and I'm so filled with shame. And yeah, so yeah, and they're the people I get is yeah. the people who've been down that round. Yeah. 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 And I can definitely add to that. Like I through high school and even now, like I'm not a very active person. Like I don't like to engage in sports, like competitive sort of stuff. And it wasn't until I started working here because I used to love playing netball and it wasn't until I started here and one of the other ladies who's currently away at the moment, Barb, she was saying about how she loved playing netball and should make a team. I actually, like I really love netball. I'm like, why did I stop playing? Oh, that's right. My grade five sport teacher said that maybe I wasn't, good enough to play like to represent the school Mm -hmm. 
And like that was, she pulled me aside. I think it was at like lunchtime or something. So it was just like one on one. And I buried that so deep. And I didn't tell anyone until like I started working here in 2018. I didn't tell anyone. Mm. And when was I in grade five? 2003, 2002. So yeah, ages. Mm. And, and that's like being hypnotized in the negative. Mm. They took you aside, you're in an emotional state. Mm. Emotions are in the subconscious mind. You bypass the the conscious mind, so you've actually gone straight in there. And she put a suggestion, and which is yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. And we were just playing into school sports. Like uh, we weren't even representing on like some kind of. Hmm. It was just fun. It yeah. was just literally to move our bodies, and we'd go play against other schools. But it wasn't. It didn't mean anything for the school. It was just for kids to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. So. But your little girl made that mean something. Yeah, yeah. There was a belief that was put in there that yeah. it then affected you moving forward. Yeah, it did. Like I, like I shouldn't play or like maybe I wasn't good enough or, yeah. Mm. Yep. so. But, yeah, I realised that afterwards. So Well, that's that was good pretty you realised. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty huge. So, <laughs> yeah, and I'd say there's probably a lot of people out there like that. Yeah, and yeah. you don't realise what it's no. going to. No, Because most people, they give themselves a half dime. They keep forcing, trying to move forward mm. and judging themselves from yes. not being able to. But it's like that little child that feels like it's broken yes. and it feels like it's got this belief I'm not good enough or I'm not lovable or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's a difficult thing. But people don't consciously go like that lady 20 years and like you the opportunity comes up and then maybe a question's asked and you make the link yeah and I think helping yourself be seen like go kind of going back to that moment and hearing yourself from that time like even in reflection makes such a big difference yeah Yeah. just honoring honoring that feeling and realizing that 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 was not okay what she said yeah that's a little child yeah that, you know, needed to be encouraged and supported mm. and, and loved and, yeah. So. And I don't think that stops either, like when we get, um, when we grow up. No, it's a timeline, <laughs> isn't it? You go, yeah, like you go, yeah. Oh. yeah, so anyway, yeah, thought I'd share my little um, experience yeah. that showed Great up. Great awareness. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I think that's what Lux's has done for me. It's a very different workplace in all the best ways. I think that's amazing, amazing that businesses and especially this business is going down that realm and caring for the individuals that work here. It's huge. Mm. Yeah. So it's definitely my favourite thing about being here. (laughs) (laughs) It's not easy but it's worth it for sure. Going back to your experience, what has been the biggest challenge for you in your 30-plus years with unlocking people's potential and how how did you overcome it? Oh, that's a yeah, so many. Yeah, like (laughs) so many. The one that jumps up to me and what I learned from that and what I've taken forward, and it was huge because I'd just I'd been in welfare work with a psychotherapy and counselling model and I got a phone call from a a mum and the son was in the shed with a rifle. Yeah, and, and I'm kind of thinking, oh, gee, this is a big one. Um, yeah, and it was like I didn't feel like I had the experience to deal with it mm. and it was really scary at the time and and she's going, what do I do, what do I do? And lucky that I followed my intuition and after listening to her and his individual situations because why people do 
what they do, no matter what it is, if they're going to commit suicide or whatever, there's many different reasons for that. And so in listening to her and being aware, it seemed to me that so much control had been taken away from him, that he'd been rejected by a girl, that his bosses were you know, taking control away and making him do things that he didn't want to do. So there was a whole area that he'd lost control. And so out of that, I realised and I said to her and reflected and I said, look, what I suggest you do is to let him know because she really wanted him to talk to me. So mm. she's putting a lot of pressure and taking his choices away and go, you've got to do this. You've got so to she's do kind this. of add, like adding to the, yeah. yeah. But she didn't know. Like as a mum, I, I don't know I how I relate. would sit. Yeah. Oh, look, honestly, <laughs> it was yeah. a really, really That's difficult hard. situation and she was scared and, mm. and I'm going, gee, calm down, Karen. And I guess one of my attributes is when but it's hitting the fan in every direction. I can go really quite calm. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and it's my upbringing. There's, you know, a lot of crap in the past and uh, I'm thinking it's yeah. how you get through stuff, sure. you know. And um, I said to her, look, just say to him when he's ready and if you would like to, I'm here for him and if he would like to chat, that's fine. And just back off a little bit and going look and just listen to what he's saying and reflect back to him about how difficult life has been because I think sometimes in those situations people want to be heard they want to be validated and they want to yeah what they're saying matters not yes but yes but yes but so so I hung up the phone and I think, oh, dear Lord, oh, please. I didn't know. It was like it was earlier on in my career. And um, so, yeah, and so it was a long few hours, I have to say. And she rang me back and she said, my son's here and he would like to talk to you. So it was about, and what had I learned from that and take forward is to use your intuition Oh, yeah, know, we ignore it so much, I don't know. we? <laughs> and it's like a muscle, I think, that we forget to use. And yeah. sometimes it's like going to the gym. If you use a mes- muscle on a regular basis, you know, it gets stronger, it gets toned. And, and if you don't use it, well, yeah, we know the results. And what else I got out of that is everybody's personal experiences are so different, you know, and the story he told. And, yeah, so I took a lot away from that and that was – in my 30, that was the most challenging and it was a time where I thought, oh, wow, and learning to to trust your intuition, to be patient and once you hear the story of the person, they, again, there's keys in there, keys and triggers that triggered him to that. Mm-mm. So talking to the mum and her telling me what's happened and how much power and control he'd lost I needed to give him as much power and control as I could mm. in a short period of time. And so, yeah, yeah that's have to be it. Wow, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, the key takeaway for me in that challenge that you had, and it's amazing like when you do focus in and you listen inward and your gut, you listen to your intuition and it shows you and, you know, it returns the favour, leaning more into that is so important. Yeah, yeah. I think amazing things show up in that way. Yeah, and I think it's not an easy thing to do because your logical mind, your your monkey mind goes, oh, yeah, (laughs) you know, the old monkey mind I call it. And then but your gut, you know, like. And it's a softer voice but I think, yeah, if you listen, you let it be a bit louder. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like monkey mind though. I like monkey mind. <laughs> I, uh, I use that with my client, you know, monkey mind. When monkey mind's happening, just quiet. Just go, okay, how do I feel about this? So I'll, I'll um, tell my partner when I get home that he's mostly in monkey mind. No, <laughs> oh, don't use me. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll just say I learned this new terminology today. Monkey mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's sometimes hard to quieten that, you know. It that, is. That, and it also is. to that monkey minds might be all the old these voices like the old, the teachers and the parents yes. and that monkey mind and going berserk. Mm. But, yeah. Very interesting. I like it. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I'm glad you can have that one. Monkey mind. <laughs> um, so with all the things that have showed up for you over the years, what, how, how do you stay ahead with your mental toughness? Like what do you practice for yourself so that you can be your best self for your clients? I think it's really important as a practitioner to uh, look after your own mental mm. well-being. And for me personally, I am using meditation uh, in the in the mornings and I don't know it just puts me in a good space and for some people it's a challenge it's like riding a bike I mm. know certain people said to me I can't quiet my mind I can't quiet my mind and it's like riding a bike you know you just never give up just go it's okay if those thoughts I went and yeah. did a the passion of 10 days silence retreat and what I learned out of oh, that I was thinking you? oh my wow. god I think I went through a social media detox in the first couple of days I but after that it's kind of like the more you practice it like riding a bike the meditation becomes easier and the same mm. with hypnosis mm. it's just quietening the mind and accessing accessing in and making changes but with meditation it's just being yeah so meditations are definite I love my yoga which mm. is you know like yeah it's just being present with you yeah and also too I see practitioners if stuff comes mm -hmm. up and mm -hmm. life is you know happens I have people I go to and I think that if you're not uploading your stuff, mm. it can contaminate, I believe, the process of working with clients. You know, there's when you do the psychotherapy counselling model, they call it transference. And say, for instance, I've got issues happening, I may transfer that on to the client. Mm. So I think it's really important as a practitioner to to do non-negotiables, so things that fill your cup up, mm -hmm. things that make you feel good. And then when you do that, you can give from a fill, you know, a cup that's full, not a cup that's empty. So, yeah, they're things I just, yeah, meditation, yoga. Also what I do is just before you, and this is a great one for anybody listening, the most powerful time to instill uh, new beliefs or uh, change is about five minutes, five to ten minutes before you go to sleep. So nice. when I'm working with clients, a lot of times with the majority of my clients, I'll do just a, a five, seven-minute uh, hypnotherapy based specifically on what changes and reinforcing that. And it's only five to ten. That, that time just before you go to sleep, you listen to anything positive, hypnosis, you know, whatever it is, but just before you go to sleep. So if I'm feeling a bit antsy-pantsy and I'm feeling a little bit stressed, I'll do that. Or mm -hmm. even with the tapping, I do the tapping on myself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's how I – to keep my own mental well-being. Because yeah. after 30 years of working with people, Solid. I don't yeah. think there's anything – I said to a client once and this person – had been to jail and all sorts of things and he was very apprehensive in talking to me about what was happening and making it light. And I said, look, if you can curl my hair, 
You get a prize. <laughs> you get a prize after 30 odd years if I haven't heard wow. it or something like it. I said, you get the prize. Oh so it's kind of like, I think it's important to yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I love that you're, yeah, you were open about saying that you have your own practitioners as well. And that I think I can relate that similarly to Tim, who's our CEO. He gives so much to the rest of us, but he also has his people that give to him. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You, you have to have that. Yeah, definitely. The way I, I sort of package it is that that person's totally there for me. Mm. You know, it's me. It's all about me. <laughs> me, me, me. <laughs> all about me. Yeah. So it's my time for them to be just present for me and sometimes that's it. And also massage. Like if I haven't been okay. able to see my practitioner, yeah. it's like you go and, and have a massage and it's someone that is totally there just focused on mm. you. Yeah, it fills your cup up. Nice. Hopefully that's a prompt to anyone who's listening to do the same for themselves. Hmm. Well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works for them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I've got a couple of listener questions before we go to the last question to close out the episode. So I had one listener who was really curious about who chooses which therapy is suitable. Is it Carol or the client? That's a good question. That's a pretty good question. Yeah, (laughs) I really do like that question. So what I normally do is I have a conversation, they ring up and they talk to me and I'll spend time with them work, you know, saying, okay, what do you want to work on? And a little bit about the history and stuff like that, just to get a feel for whether I'm the right fit for them and Mm -hmm. I'm able to help them through that. And so as a result of what they're saying, I would then go, okay, well, these are the strategies. I I do the tapping, EFT, whatever you want to call it, hypnotherapy. I do, I'm a results coach and so I NLP and all that sort of stuff. And I'll go, so with what you're saying to me, these are the ways I'd work. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And if they have rung up and they're going, I only want hypnosis and that's the only way Mm. I want to work and I'm, you know, I go, well, I'm not sure whether that'll be the way to go. And if they're definite on that and I definitely know it's not going to help Mm. them, I would refer them on because I'm thinking I'm not honouring because I know at some level, I have, I had a lady who rang me up and it was on an eating, like a weight thing. But yeah. after talking to her, her actual, what she was eating and exercising didn't seem to be the major issue. Mm. And my concern was it was like, um, whether it was a hormonal thing mm-hmm. or something like that. So I have a practitioner that I go, look, go and get that checked first. So it's giving them options and going, look, like this that. is how I work. These are the tools I use. Mm-hmm. This is where I think it'd be most useful. And then saying, what do you want to do? Is that mm-hmm. where, how you want to work? Mm-hmm. So I guess ultimately I've got the smokers board and I say, this is the smokers yeah. board and yeah. which one would you, you know, and saying that's what's going to work the best for you. Right. So and if that doesn't suit, well, that's okay. Yeah, and I think that's actually quite relatable because here at Lux's Greats we also, I guess in a way, we don't just take on everyone. Like there's sort of a criteria to become a distributor and we're okay with if a customer doesn't meet it in a way mm, yeah. and we might refer them to someone else or we might say, okay, it's not a no, but maybe in the future when you've met this, this and this, then come back and we can reassess. So I guess that's relatable in a way. Yeah. yeah because you've got to do do the right thing by them. And, yes. And I think that's important because it's not always a fit. As that's I correct. said with the guy that I referred on because he was abused by his mother, mm. it wasn't a fit. 
It just wasn't. Yeah, and that's not enjoyable for you or the client just because like I guess if you're driven just by making sales and yes, you'd say yes to everyone, but then what's that achieving? Yeah, and is it doing what's for their highest and best? And ultimately mm. if it's not, it's not for your highest and best either. I have done that in the past. I'll go, yeah, 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 you know, when I first started I'd go, yeah, yeah, I'll do that, I'll do that. And I'm going, my gut. At what cost, yeah. Oh, my gut was saying, no, no, Please, no, no. no stop. Go, no, 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 no. And the other parts go, oh, yeah, yeah, just, you know, I could yeah. do this. And I'm, no, nah, no. Nah. And it wasn't for their highest and best mm. and it wasn't for mine. So it's having that conversation and see if it's a fit. Yeah. And if I'm not the fit and I know somebody who will be, I'm happy to refer them on. I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. Not everyone's like that. And I think it's, yeah, being more open to what's the greater good. It's always yeah. that. I think that's been a while learning that. Yeah. In, in our younger years, I yeah. think it's, um, you know, my, my mother used to say you can't put an old, uh, a young head on old shoulders. So you learn through your life. Yeah. Know, and, and you get to a point where you go, you know what, do what's best and mm-hmm. for the everybody concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Mm. And the second listener question was, what resources do you recommend for those that may want to further their progress after appointments, things that people can benefit from practising in their own time? Like I said, I normally do the the five-minute recording Mm -hmm. for them so that it reinforces the changes and it's constantly making the changes. The other resources for people out there would be to say, for instance, if it's an issue on anxiety and you want to do the tapping, go onto YouTube. There's uh, uh, Brad Yates. I would Mm -hmm. recommend him. Gary Craig is brilliant too. He's got some great videos up there. And there's a lot of research around tapping where they used it for Vietnam veterans. Wow. And the Vietnam veterans had post-traumatic stress disorder and had it for 20-odd years. Gary Craig went in with six sessions and the changes were like 90% better, you know, so 90% changes. Wow. And so it looks weird. And <laughs> but the results sound promising. Yeah, and there's yeah. a skill to it like sometimes too. I probably – everybody – is given different tools but how you use those tools on, you know, use hypnotherapy and with the tapping and all that sort of stuff. So it's kind of like a double whammer. Mm -hmm, And so but that's where I'd suggest them to go onto YouTube and say they're dealing with anxiety or addictions or whatever it is, you just tap in what you're dealing with. But I would, you know, who I resonate with is very much Gary Craig is highly skilled. I've done my training with him. Mm -hmm. I think he's amazing. And what I've seen out of Barrett Brad Yates, he's got a lot of good videos too. Awesome. The same with hypnosis. The only thing with even when, like I said earlier, when you're picking a practitioner, if it feels comfortable and feels right, because what's going to feel right for me is going to be different for you, Alma. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like some voices will trigger me, like I've listened to some <laughs> hypnotherapy voices and I'm going, oh, it's like. it's Yeah, it makes your skin crawl. Yeah, yeah. it's like the tone of the voice or yeah. the pitch of the voice or something. And it's not that they're not good at what they do. There's just it's something just in some, me. Yeah, no, I have that like too. like feeling, mm, what's yeah. that about kind heard, of thing. So, yeah. yeah, go on to that. Just tap in what you and and that's what I'd strongly suggest is get out of your thinking, logical, analytical mind, mm-hmm. get into your body where the changes happen, listen to those sorts of things and work on that. The other thing, as I said earlier, honestly, that 
just before you go to sleep. Focus on what you want and not what you don't want. So whatever you're trying to change or whatever you're working on changing, imagine, sense, feel that okay. you're there is happening. The subconscious mind doesn't know fact from fiction. Mm. So if you go into the imagination, which is in that side, you're kind of like tricking it to go, this is happening. And That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So and, and the other thing about that is if there's a, an emotional thing that's holding you back, then that might need to be worked on. But certainly they're the strategies I would use, mm. a definite, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I hope that's useful. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> and I'm wondering if maybe we've answered this last question, if we have, that's okay. So to close out the episode, what's one thing you would like our listeners to practice or incorporate into their lives for overall wellness? I do that five minutes. If you do nothing else, mm-hmm. Get uh, and, and be careful. Sometimes uh, some of the uh, that's where I, I'd use Michael Sealy or somebody like that, someone who's highly qualified, because sometimes people who are newly qualified in hypnosis or may not be fully qualified or whatever, be careful because sometimes they get you to focus on what you don't want. Oh, which is a real danger. Scary. Like if they're they're going, oh, you're not going to eat chocolates, you know, you don't want to eat these chocolates. You have to think about the chocolates. Uh, and then you're like, I'm going to go eat the chocolate. Exactly. Yeah. Or so what you would do is say, you know, you can see those healthy foods and you can taste mm. them and it feels amazing. Like so it's what you want, not what you don't want. So if you do nothing else, that's what I would strongly recommend. Those five minutes before you go to sleep, yeah, you listen to something that – is very positive about where you want to go. I feel very moved by that. I'm going to definitely <laughs> try that tonight. I do probably more so affirmations and prayer in that those last few minutes before I actually drift off, but that really sounds powerful, so I'm excited to try. That prayer, that's what you're putting in what you want. You're praying okay. for what you want. Okay, so I'm that's, already kind that's of perfect. doing it. <laughs> I love prayer. You know, I do I prayer do, too, do, and yeah. I think the power of prayer is... Yeah. Is a very powerful thing, and thank you for that's great. I'm really happy. Yeah, I don't. I actually don't often share that. Yeah, yeah, I do that. I, I, you know, I'm very careful who I say that to. Yeah, me too. Sorry, guys. But yeah, the power of prayer, and you're putting in a suggestion. You're focusing on what you want. Yeah. Thank you. Gratitude. Gratitude. That's what it is for me. Gratitude. You're going to sleep and so grateful for. You know, and some people go, oh, I've got nothing to be grateful for. And I go. I get so cranky when people say that. I'm like, but you woke up this morning. The sky is blue and you're breathing. Yeah. What is there not to be grateful for? Yeah. The the thing is with people, some people, I said to somebody the other day, there's a retricular activating system in the brain. And I was chatting to this, this guy and I said, there's a big difference between you and I. And it's like, there's, uh, there's be a better flowers. I'll mm-hmm. see all the petals and I'll see the colours and I'll see the amazement of it. If there was one petal in there that was brown or broken, that is what he is focusing on. Yes. Yes. I've known people like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. As long as you like aware of that and you go, no, let's see the flowers. Let's see, look at the colours, look what's been created. It's absolutely beautiful. It really is. Yeah, and so be grateful. You've got legs. Be grateful you can see. Mm. I've got a car that got me from A to B. How amazing exactly. is that? So yeah. sometimes you've got the to go right things. back to basics in gratitude. Yeah, definitely. Ooh. Well, to be grateful to close out this episode, thank you so much for coming on, Carol. I really appreciate that you spent the time today. Yeah, and thank you for having me. No it's been worries. amazing. My pleasure. Thanks thank again. You. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks, bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of One Great Conversation, brought to you by Lux's Greats. We hope you gain some valuable insights that you can implement into your personal and professional life. Please share this episode with others who you think may be interested in this topic. If there's something you'd like covered in future episodes, drop us a line in the comment section or send us a message on social media. To stay up to date with new episodes and to help support One Great Conversation, please subscribe or follow us on your favourite streaming platform.